0: Del Bomsley. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Bomsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to talk to you about learning how people do it and how other people can't do it or won't do it, whichever it comes out to be. And I want to start with the concept of self-sabotage someone sent me an email that I got yesterday or today. I'm not sure what it was. It's really nice. It says gentleman states that he was a member and he was happy with his results and he was trying to talk a friend of his into getting involved in doing something like this. And his friend had inherited like $120,000 and he was trying to figure out what to do with it. So He wanted to show him, teach him as to what is the correct way to invest that money. Now parallel that with an article that someone sent me a link to and I won't read the whole article, but it basically says, What should you do if you were to inherit a hundred thousand dollars? How would you invest that hundred thousand dollars? It's actually an article. So I got like two very similar pieces of information came to me today and as I looked at them, the guy what the guy wanted me to do was to help him Teach his friend how to do this, and then I read this other article that was talking about what the financial planner was telling this guy to do with his hundred thousand dollars, which was ridiculous the The advice that the financial planner was giving him was absolutely backwards from trying to become financially free, backwards from becoming financially successful yet it 's what every financial planner gets taught it's what Dave Ramsey teaches and everybody else out there that thinks at a kindergarten level when it comes to money, which most people do. And so I started trying to think about how I could present this, and I remembered an old class that I used to give called Interpretive Movement. And it's kind of an interesting class in that uh, I try to compare my experience of trying to learn something that was very difficult for me to do to the experience of learning how to make a lot of money. And so, I'm going to try to recap some of the highlights of that particular class in today's discussion. So to start with, the whole basis starts with the concept that when you're learning to do something new, it's very painful. You're like a fish out of water. You're uncomfortable. And so, when you get into that situation, you have to go through a couple different levels of acceptance before you can actually learn the information necessary. Now, the example I want to use is that a long time past, I had a girlfriend that was a competitive dancer. And when I started dating her, she needed me to be able to dance. I mean, that's what her fun thing was in life. That's what her recreation hobby was. And the fact that I couldn't dance a step was just not acceptable in this relationship. So she went out and she paid for me. To get dance lessons from the top dancers in the country, the same group of people that are a part of the Dancing with the Stars people, and she paid big bucks for this too. This wasn't cheap. It was like seventy-five bucks an hour or something like that. And I'd go into these classes, and they would want to teach me. Now I am like you. We're all the same when it comes to learning. Uh, we want to know how to do it right now. And we want to know how to do it perfectly. And we don't want to go through the process that teachers have devised. Because in every successful educational package, the teachers have devised a system to overcome the problems and to put in, in place an order of learning that makes sense. And so I remember going to this stupid class and watching these people. And they were just sitting there dancing up a storm. And when I went in for the lessons, they started me at this so remedial place that it was very painful to do. It was painful because it's embarrassing that even at a remedial level I couldn't do it. But it was also painful because it was boring as could be. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing. It wasn't dancing. And in no way with what I was learning could I dance with my girlfriend. So as I'd be at these dance lessons, she'd be over there dancing with these incredible dancers, right? And here's an interesting thing. When you can't do something in life, then you look at everybody else that does it well, and you make fun of them, or you point out their flaws. So as I'm watching all dancing with her i'm going wow that guy's a sissy he dances like a little ballerina blah 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 deep down inside i was really going gosh darn it that guy's dancing with my girl and i can't do a thing about it i could go over there and beat him up because he doesn't look like he's too tough but the reality is that's only going to make her mad at me and it isn't going to make me be able to dance so it was very frustrating you know, for both parts. One, because I couldn't do it. and Two, because these other guys could. And right in front of me, my girlfriend was having a great time. They were providing a great time. Well, look at it being financially successful. If your friends sitting there going like, "Look, I made a million bucks this year. It's incredible," you don't want to start with going out there and pulling your IRA money out and paying the taxes and trying to go down and get pre-qualified. All of that stuff has nothing to do with being rich in your mind. Learning the steps, the process, is not a fun part of learning. And so as you see those rich guys over there pulling money out of their hat, basically, just making money hand over fist, you're going, the same thing I was saying when he was teaching me to dance, this isn't what I came here to learn. And by the way, the other thing embarrassing is to have a guy teach you to dance, because You now have a guy holding your hand and dancing the female part while you're trying to do the male part. And the guy can dance the female part better than you can dance the male part, which is really crazy. But the same thing's true when you come in. You've got financial planners, and in our case, we've got consultants, and you've got a consultant there that may be 10 or 20 years younger than you that's already bought an apartment complex, teaching a 50 or 60-year-old person how to go out and make money that's an embarrassing thing I mean you know there's your wife going like look honey I'm useless these 20 30 year old kids have already made more money in their life than I made in all of our life entire lifetime And so here we are I remember it to this day I'll never forget these words in my mind walk walk triple step that was the movement I had to make to be able to dance it was the basis For almost all dances was walk walk triple step triple step. two eight one five five eight five seven three eight when we come back more on the learning curve and how to not self sabotage yourself. We'll be right back with the real estate investor radio show.
1: Lifestyles Unlimited is a real estate investor and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 24 years. Our students have won local, state, and national awards as Real Estate Investor of the Year eight of the last eight years. Personal Real Estate Investor Magazine has named us the best education and mentoring group in the United States. Our students own an astounding amount of single-family rental houses and apartment complexes. I'm Lynn Andres, host of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show and an investor in both single-family and multifamily properties. If you're ready to add some real estate to your portfolio, I've got your map. Come to the next workshop to claim your map to financial freedom. Go to GetMyMapNow.com and register for the next workshop in your area. That's GetMyMapNow.com.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Walmsley. Our number heres five eight five seven three eight. Today we're talking about learning curves and self-sabotage during the learning process. And uh, we pick up where I left off where I was talking about the fact that when I was learning to dance, uh, which is my corollary to learning to invest, uh, it's very painful. And I was there going through the process of learning one little step everybody else is doing these wonderful things and that's what you see when you come into lifestyle You see people making millions of dollars and then we take you all the way back down to hey look you've got to learn how to do some very basic things and you have to understand those basic things and once you understand those basics then you can go on and you can take larger and larger and larger steps the other thing that's interesting is once you learn how to do this uh, once I learned how to dance it became very easy for me Uh, to go back and do it at any time. I mean, you you lose a little bit of practice, but you don't really ever lose that muscle memory. The the body remembers the movements. Um, It it just becomes ingrained in. It's the same with making money. Once you ever learn how to make money, uh, it becomes no problem at all to make money. So I'm going to consider this conversation around the term that I came up with a long time ago called interpretive movement. And my definition of interpretive movement is when you watch somebody else do something and you want to be able to do it, you have to figure out at least three levels of information. And the first level is what the heck are they even doing? So when they sat me down and they they talked about you know this dancing, finally an, an old guy came by, not old but a very well known professional, and. We were having drinks, we're out at the bar and you know everybody dances there and I couldn't yet. And the guy says, Look, let me explain this to you. He said, This dance is very simple. And he broke it down on a piece of paper that there was really only two basic steps that you did, but you did them in different combinations and variations. And if I could just learn the two basic steps, then everything else will start to fall into place. So I found myself sitting in my car, sitting at my office desk, sitting everywhere, doing this little movement. My feet, I could just see my feet right now, I remember, i go walk, walk, triple step, triple step, walk, walk, triple step, triple step, or triple step, walk, walk, triple step. It's just all these weird combinations. And I would practice this in my mind and move, actually move my feet, trying to finally understand what this movement was and to ingrain it. These are the same kind of things you have to do by going there to classes and learning the details. Now the thing that got me was after I learned the basic steps, then you start to learn the moves, right? And to learn the moves you have to learn the names of the moves, right? And then you have to learn the move itself. And then you've got to be able to coordinate the two. So I got this teacher, and I'm like doing this thing, and he's, he's taking me through this. He said, okay, begin. And I'd take one, two steps and do the move. And then he'd go, what was that? That wasn't what I showed you to do. So I'd go back and try it again. And he'd go, that's better, but that's still not it. Do this, do that. Hold your hand this way. Turn your hand that way. I want to feel this much pressure. Push here, pull there, turn there. Remember, you're leading the girl. Okay, you have to lead the girl. She's got to follow you. If you don't tell her what you're going to do, she's not going to know what to do, and you're not, she's not going to be able to follow you. And so, you know, that's exactly the way it is when, when you're getting into this real estate stuff. You don't even know what the different things are you can do yet. But yet they're asking you which one do you want to do? Do you want to do single family? Do you want to do multifamily? Do you want to buy rehab and sell? Do you want to buy rehab and hold? Do you want to buy rehab rent? Uh, what do you want to do? And then you go on and you learn that there's multifamily and there's you know two or three different ways you can do multifamily family in different variations. So all of this knowledge and all this information is coming at you and people are talking at you while all this information is going on and it's mind-boggling because I remember they would tell me to do this move and do it again do it again do it again then they would change the move then what they try to get you to do is do one move then a second move and then but the problem is you had to remember you were sitting there concentrating so hard on the one move that you just learned you forgot the other one you had learned previous and then they would try to change them up do this move that move then another move and pretty soon you couldn't even remember what the names I don't remember what that move really was I don't really know what to do and and then when you finally get it to where you could remember the three moves The instructor would come over and put his hand on my shoulder and look kind of solemnly down at me and say, could we try to do it to the music this time? Then I realized, not only did I have to have the intellectual understanding of what the moves were, I had to have the physical awareness to be able to do them. And then I realized that there was something even more. That I had to be able to do it to the music. I had to be able to interpret the dance movement to the beat of the music, which blew my mind. Now, here's where that comes into real estate investing. You're going to learn terms. You're going to learn things to do. Then you're going to to learn actions to take. So you're going to go out there and you're going to get, do all the terms and get pre-qualified and learn the steps, and then you're going to go try to make an offer. And then somebody's going to come back to you and go, that's not even what you should be offering on. This isn't even a realistic expectation of a deal. But I thought if I did the move that that the band's partner would follow it. No. You pick someone that can't dance and you tried to teach them your dance movement and you don't even know how to dance. In other words, they were trying to negotiate someone that had no negotiability, no, was not negotiable at all. And the old saying is deals are motivated sellers are found, deals are made. You don't go out there and try to find a deal, you find a motivated seller. Then you negotiate a deal. But you have to understand that order, and that order seems so simple when I say it. But when you find beginners, they go out there and start trying to buy everything. They buy every worst kind of real estate you can find, wrong places, wrong type of deal, wrong stuff. And you see this because everybody out there owns crappy real estate. That's why they don't make any money in real estate. They don't know what they're doing, and they buy the wrong stuff. Yeah, they read a book from Robert Kiyosaki, and it said go buy some real estate. Have you ever gone down to a bar and seen people get drunk and dance and they can't really dance? Remember Nelly's song? Same two steps with a little twist. At least that's not very embarrassing. That's why uh, they do it that way. But everybody else is out there flailing around, shaking their arms, making movements. And they're thinking, hey, I'm dancing. Get over yourself. You're not dancing. You're flailing. And the same thing is true when people don't take training in something like real estate investing. They're out there just throwing their arms around because they read a book and they heard, hey, this is the kind of movement we need to do, and this will lead to some form of happiness. But the problem is it doesn't. Because almost every guy out there is embarrassed to be out there because they know they look like an idiot. And so there's no happiness. So the women dance with the women and the men stand on the sidelines. And there's no real enjoyment of the beauty And I mean total satisfying enjoyment of a great dance between a male and a female, dancing together in harmony, feeling every step. Nor is there anything more beautiful than a family who has figured out exactly what type of real estate to buy, and they're out there locating and negotiating. And contracting and knowing at the end, watching the whole thing move smoothly with no problems through feasibility, through rehab, lease up, and refinance. Oh my gosh. At the end of the dance, it's almost orgasmic the feeling of success in almost every endeavor you choose from. It has to do not with the particular endeavor. It has to do with the accomplishment of the endeavor. It has to do with interpreting the movement. If you are poor and you want to be rich, you need to interpret the movement necessary to go from A to Z. And you're not going to interpret that by watching people that aren't rich. You're going to need to find somebody, a teacher, a mentor, and then you're going to have to listen to everything they say. And then you're going to have to do it. And when you do it, the more you do it, the more often you do it, the better you're going to get at it in most cases. If you practice the perfect skill set. I have everybody write something in the back of the manual when I teach. And that is, I will not do what Dell said to do. And I make them sign it and I would say keep this book because if you ever have any problems in real estate and you lose money bring me the book, we'll go through the book and we'll figure out which ones of the things in here I told you to do that you didn't do because that's where you lost the money I guarantee you because you didn't do what I told you to do because you didn't follow the steps of the dance of real estate 281-558-5738 uh, when we come back we're going to talk more about the learning concept and the way to overcome it and what happens when you really get to the point where you've mastered something. We'll be right back with The Real Estate Doctor Radio Show.
1: Did you know that right now is the perfect time to be investing in real estate? One, prices are going up rapidly. Two, we have historically low interest rates that are giving us higher cash flow than ever before. Three, we have more people renting now than ever before. And four, we have rents going up across the country at historically high rates. These four reasons combine to make now one of the best times we are going to see in our lifetime to buy real estate. Now is the time for you to take action. To learn how, attend one of our free introductory workshops on real estate investing. Call 866-945-6565 or go online to LifestylesUnlimited.com and register for the next workshop in your area. That's 866-945-6565 or LifestylesUnlimited.com. That's LifestylesUnlimited.com.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Our number here is 281-558-5738. Holding through the break now is Marvin. Marvin, how can we help you today? Hey, I was wondering, you buy your house, it needs some
1: work. How do you get the finance to do that?
0: Well, there's many ways, Marvin. Uh, Are you talking about buying a rental house or your personal residence?
1: A rental
0: house. Okay. Uh, First of all, you need to buy the house at a low enough price that the purchase price plus the rehab okay, uh, is still going to add up to be less than what the value of the house is after repair. So you have to figure out what the after repaired value is. Now we can go out and we can find lenders that would lend us the money to purchase the property and the money to rehab the property as long as the purchase price that we paid plus the rehab do not uh, go above 75% of the after-repaired value. Now, okay. if it does go above the 75% of the after-repaired value, then we have to make up the difference out of our pocket. So let's use an example. I buy a $100,000 house after-repaired value. That's what it would appraise for. And I buy it for 50000 and I put uh you know twenty thousand rehab in it, I'm all in for seventy thousand, well then I wouldn't have to come up with any money at all. They would pay for both the house and the rehab. But if the house costs sixty and I had to put twenty in it, now my total all in cost is eighty thousand, the most they would lend me is seventy five percent of the after repaired value, which would be seventy five percent of one hundred thousand, meaning seventy five thousand. So because the total cost was eighty thousand, I would have to come up with the five thousand dollars. So that's how it works for us, Marvin. All right, that makes sense. I was wondering how you did that, because uh, you must do a really good job of finding the property. Well, yes, but not only that, Marvin, you have to understand that um, we're not afraid to invest money. This isn't um, a nothing down premise. Let me give you an example. Let's say that we, we did a terrible job, and we found no equity at all, and so we buy it for seventy-five. We rehab it for twenty-five, and so we're at a hundred thousand, and it's worth a hundred thousand. Well, in that case, we'd have to have twenty-five thousand dollars down. Well, if you look at that, that house is going to rent with about a five hundred dollar a month positive cash flow, which is going to be uh, six thousand dollars a year. And if we get out the trusty calculator, six thousand dollars a year of return. On a $25,000 investment, Let's see if I find the old phone calculator here. Six divided by 25 would be a 24% return. Well, if you think about this, there's no place that you could go and get a 24% return. Your, you know, your, uh, savings accounts are less than 1%. CDs are about 1% for a good one. Uh, bonds are a little over 1%. Uh, You know, there's just nowhere you can earn anywhere near 21% on your money. And so it's still a great deal, even if we have to put the $25,000 down. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I understand that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to one of your seminars. I just hadn't got there, but I'm going to. Well, we welcome you. We'd love to have you. There's free ones you can go to. uh, And uh, just get a taste and see if you like it. All right. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. Thank you, Marvin. So we're talking about, you know, why do people and how do people self-sabotage themselves in learning? Well, anywhere along that curve, you can get frustrated. I know when I was learning to dance, like I said, I was so frustrated because I couldn't do what are these all these other people were doing. And so what happens is you find that people tend to do one of two things. Uh, they just quit. They throw up their hands and quit and say, "Nah, this isn't for me. Uh, or they go and do their own thing. They start to just, um, what's the word for it? improvise. thing. look, I, I don't believe all that. And I remember a young teacher, actually having a conversational argument with them and my girlfriend, because I was so frustrated, saying, look, what you're telling me to do, those guys out there are not doing. And I couldn't see it yet. But they did it without moving their feet. In other words, their entire body had a movement to it. And it was a beat. And sometimes it was walk, walk, triple step, triple step. But sometimes it was walk, walk, da-da-da-da, da da with hip shakes. And, and then, or it was da-da-da-da and a spin. But the movement and the timing was always right there. But you couldn't see it because I didn't understand it because I at that point couldn't interpret the music well the same thing happens with people in real estate you see them when they first start out they don't see the opportunities just like uh, marvin just said we must be good at finding deals well they don't see the deals because they've been told a deal looks like something and they don't have a repertoire yet of possibilities and they don't have the moves. So, in other words, if you go out and you try to find a real estate deal, first you have to find a motivated person. And then, if you find a motivated person, then you have to negotiate a deal. And if you can't find the motivated person, then you can't negotiate a deal. Even if you have tremendous negotiation skills, if you go out and try to negotiate the wrong person, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Now, if you're good at going out and finding someone to that is motivated, then that's great. But if you don't know how to negotiate, you're not going to score either. So what you have is I, I equated to go back to the dance thing. What I figured out really quickly was is that if I just sat there and waited and waited and waited and waited until I found just the perfect girl that I thought I wanted to dance with, by the time I would try to go after her, somebody would snatch you right off the dance floor. The good dancers never come off the floor. And I would equate that to real estate and the good deals don't last. So if you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, you're never going to find a good deal. You have to actually be out there asking and asking and asking. And so what I did was I I just took it upon myself. I said, you know what? This isn't going to work the way I'm doing this. I'm going to just dive in. And I started asking everybody to dance. And sometimes they were had empathy and they would dance with me because I was terrible sometimes they wouldn't and they'd say no thank you and they just walk away because they could tell that I didn't know what I was doing other people would try to teach me and help me but what happened was I stayed on the floor and when you stay on the floor you go right from one girl to the next girl to the next girl and pretty soon eventually you're getting warmed up and they're helping you and someone at your same caliber is willing to work with you and voila, the music is found the dance is created and you walk off the dance floor and go boy that was a real good deal and the same thing is true with real estate if you're out there and you're asking and you're asking and you're asking and then when you do find somebody that's motivated you try to negotiate and you're not that good at it yet but you do it and you learn and People, your coach helps you, and your teachers help you, and you now have new questions for your teachers, questions that, that you couldn't have asked the teacher before because you'd never gotten that far along to be able to test that skill set. So now you're going back to the teacher and going, "I did this spin the other day, and I don't even know how I did it. It just came out of nowhere. Can you show me what I did because it was really neat?" And vice versa, stuff that the teacher had taught you in class that you had never really had mastered just out of nowhere pops into your dance one day. And it's just an incredible feeling when it happens. And same thing happens with real estate. You're out there, and one day somebody says, hey, this deal just doesn't work. The bank won't finance it this way. Would you be willing to owner finance the deal? And all of a sudden, you've got an owner finance deal you didn't even have to qualify for. And then you're structuring down payments and you're structuring amortization schedules and you're structuring uh, interest only periods of time. And all these very high level steps that you never could have even practiced because you didn't even get to the point where they would make any sense. They're all becoming very clear at this moment. Now you're starting to learn the dance. You're starting to interpret the movement the music and the music is different for every dance and when you realize that every transaction you do is going to be slightly different then you realize the fun and the interesting effect of the dance 281-558-5738 we'll be right back with the real estate investor radio show
1: Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about losing your job, working till you drop, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Stephen Davis, and I've taught over 100,000 people in the last 24 years the principles of financial freedom through our radio shows and live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm excited to tell you about our real estate workshop that really takes it to a whole new level. It gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, we will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Just go to 5WaysWeMakeMoney.com. That's 5WaysWeMakeMoney.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about losing your job, working till you drop, or retiring in poverty. Welcome back
0: to the last segment of the Real Estate Investors Radio Show. Our number here is 281-558-5738. Today we've been talking about learning curves. And how not to self sabotage yourself to give up before you finally move through the three different levels of education necessary to be successful at something. And, uh, you know, to recap those, you've got to go through the information knowledge level. You have to know what the terms are, you have to know what the terms mean, you have to understand all of the data that is going to be used. In fact, words themselves are very key. Uh, to the knowledge you can 't communicate whether it be communicating in a real estate transaction or communicating on a dance floor of the moves if you don 't know the names of the moves you don 't know what it is you 're doing if you don 't know um what to call something or in like in dancing how to identify that that's what you're going to do because you've got a partner you've got to let your partner understand where you're going and they've got to be able to interpret your movement to be able to tell them what their movement should be well the same thing is true when you're out there and you're trying to accumulate a business uh... group of uh... well business is a team sport you need your team so you're trying to accumulate this team you're trying to get a finance guy to help you you're trying to get a broker or brokers to help you you're trying to get an attorney to help you Uh, you're trying to get investors to invest with you you're trying to keep your consultant uh, on your team you're trying to get contractors and if you don't know the verbiages if you don't have the skill set necessary, they won't even talk to you because you don't know what you're talking about. You're just talking out of the you know, side of your mouth type of thing. Now after you learn the verbages and the words, the next thing you have to do is you have to actually go do this stuff. You got to get in there and start doing it. You got to get out of the dance floor and dance. You can't learn to dance by taking a, a dance book and following some steps on the ground. It won't work. The old picture of the Arthur Murray Dance Studio with the the footprints on the ground isn't going to teach you how to dance. In fact, I never really ever learned to dance until I started going to bars, getting a little drunk so that I released some of my inhibition and just started moving and moving. And it wasn't perfect, but it was movement. And with practice, we got better and better. But the last level is mastery. And when you master something on this third level, that's where you interpret the music to the dance. That's where you interpret the opportunities out there in the real estate market to the transactions that end up occurring that the great investors get that the mediocre investors never even see. They never even get wind of them. I'll give you an example. Uh, Back in 2008, I hadn't been investing in years. Uh, I had about I'm not sure what it was, about 500 units. And um, for about four years, I didn't do anything. I just sort of fell out of the marketplace because I had as much as I wanted. Then somebody started um, buying just tremendous numbers of units, and it kind of stimulated me, and it actually irritated me that some 26-year-old kid could go out and buy 300 or 3,500 units, and I'm sitting there with 500 units. I go, boy, what am I wasting my time for? Why don't I do something to really... Uh, Get out there and use the skill sets and the talents that I have accumulated over these last 10, 15 years. Why am I wasting them on the sideline? Well, because you don't need any more money. Well, it's no longer about making more money. Now it's about perfecting the skill set. How good could I become at the skill set of being a real estate investor? So I got all my team in place. I got my attorney. I got my property management company because I didn't want to do the work. Uh, I got my investors lined up behind me that wanted to invest with me. I got my attorneys. I've got my uh, SEC law guys. I got all the stuff set up, and I start getting out there to look. And you know, when you first start back in the market or you first go to the dance floor, uh, you know, nobody knows who you are, so you just got to start taking stabs at things. And finally, maybe before the night's over, you have one or two good dances that night. Well, the same thing's true about when you first start trying to find deals. Hey, maybe the first year you only have one or two good transactions or opportunities to transact. And what's funny is if you have one or two good opportunities and you don't hit those and you miss those uh, because you're not aware that they're there, then you miss out on a whole year's worth of transactions and you don't do very much. But what happened to me was I came back. I knew all that. I, I Remember, you never forget how to dance. I knew I had to go out. And so I was looking at deal after deal after deal after deal after deal after deal. And I finally found a deal. And I got it for $19,000 a door. Now, at that time, the properties were selling for about thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a door of this qualification-type property. And I got it for nineteen. And I felt really good about that. But there was $4,000 worth of rehab that we did on it. Per door, so we were really at 23. And truthfully, we should have done another 2,000 per door. We didn't do quite enough renovation because I've been out of the market for so long. I under underestimated um, what some of the particular problems were that were not surface visible. Okay, for uh, to be more specific, there was some foundation problems that I thought didn't look like they were problematic, and they turned around and were more problematic than I thought. Where we had spent. Uh, I think it was $10,000 on foundation repairs we probably should have spent a hundred and ten thousand foundation repairs because later on uh, the other buildings that I didn't think were that bad and needed anything really ended up getting worse and needed repair so my bad made a mistake but that's not really the story the story was that deal still makes us lots of money we we had a we had problems with it but now it's doing very well but the next deal that I bought okay I bought for $16,000 a door now it's interesting how did I get one for $16,000 a door? Well, the guy who had sold me one for 19000 a door called me up and said, Hey, I have this other deal over here. And because we were willing to close on that other deal, he called us first about this deal. And so this deal was really interesting because we had done the other deal in like April, and now it was like December, and it was Christmas time. And all the other investors had gone away. they they've just shut down for Christmas. They weren't around. Well this guy called us and we were the only guy that answered the phone. And so we got on our our car, we drove out there, we looked at the deal and go, Wow, yeah, we'll give you sixteen grand for this. And we bought the next one for sixteen grand. Well, the next deal that came along, somebody called us up and said, Hey, I know you just bought that one for sixteen. We've got one right around the corner over here. I mean, as a bird flies, maybe two miles, three miles, that you can get in for 16 grand a door. So we went over, we looked at it, we said, no, we'll give you 14 grand a door. And they said yes. And we went and did feasibility, and we found out that there was a lot more wrong with it than what they had told us was wrong with it. So we told them we would give them $10,000 a door or something like that, and they said, no, we're not going to take that. And so they went away. And they called us back a couple months later and said, "Would you still give us the ten thousand a door?" And so we went over and said, "Sure, we'll do that." So we went and did some more feasibility uh, to see what what had come, and we found that they had lost forty percent occupancy. They were down to twenty-eight percent occupancy. And so we said, "Look, we can't do it at ten thousand a door anymore. Or Twelve or whatever it was, we offered them. Said we'll do it at eight. And at this point. The music was playing, and we were orchestrating the most amazing negotiation I've ever seen. And we ended up buying a $40,000-a-door property for only $8,000-a-door. Right around the corner from this property, we paid $8,000-a-door. They just sold one for $40,000-a-door about three months ago. So my point is, once you learn to interpret the music, once you're good at what you do, The deals will come to you, and you will know how to negotiate them. Just like once I learned to dance, once I'd go out on the dance floor now as someone who could dance expertly, then what would happen is the girls would come up to me and ask me, I could dance with any girl on the floor that I wanted, and I could be very picky and only dance with the ones that were incredibly good, which by the way, when an incredible dancer female, is dancing all around you, and remember in dancing, that men, we are just the frame. The picture is the woman. And as we stand there as the frame, and the woman does all this incredibly beautiful stuff around us, we look like a stud. That's all I can say. And the same thing is true. When we're standing there doing a deal, and we're at that point where people are bringing us the best deals out there, and all of our... Brokers are wondering how we're pulling it off. Our finance guys are wondering. Everybody around us is wondering how we pulled it off. You just remember. You remember back to what I said. Interpretive movement. We have now mastered the movement. And in our case, we're not mastering the movement for more money. We're mastering the movement for a higher quality of lifestyle. And that, my friends... Is what I want you to get when you take our courses. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.